Welcome to Fire Nuggets with Pastor David. Our hearts are restored, faith awakened, all to the glory of Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening. Today we have a, an assignment before us, and I pray that the Lord will empower us, give us the grace to accomplish it today. What is that assignment? It's called bringing down the fire of God. Bringing down what? The fire of God. I want to say something. Christianity is not meant to weaken you. It's meant to what? Empower you. So if you are a Christian and you have been a Christian for a while, you have not experienced the power of Christ. Something is wrong somewhere. Christianity is meant to what? Empower you. Empower you. And how do, you, how do we measure the level of our Christianity? It's not by the big Bible we carry. It's not by uh, the number of times you quote the scripture just in your mouth. It's by the power of God that is in you. That is why you see those people that were part of that uh, movement of the Pentecost day. Immediately that transformed them from ordinary men to what? Extraordinary men. So fire stands for what? It stands for divine presence. So how do you now say you are a child of God? And you don't carry his power. How do you say you are a child of God? And there is no mark of his fire in your life. The Bible says the God we serve is what? A consuming fire. Nowadays I've discovered that it's Christians that are running from the enemies. Even in a dream. Some people their dream is filled with defeat. If you are listening to me or watching me anywhere. And you discover that your dream is, is filled with defeat. I want to challenge you. Ask for fire. And you will see that your dream life will change. Your dream life will change. A lot of people are Christians. But they have not encountered the fire of God. A lot of people. The, the thing that brought them to church. Has taken their concentration from the core of Christianity. I, somebody came into my office yesterday and she didn't know she was sharing a testimony. It's a testimony. This is the type of testimony that excites me. It excites me more than, oh, pastor, something was working in my body. And when you say fire, the thing disappear. Some of them, because they have not encountered Christ, because they are not working with God, sometimes you discover that that thing comes back again because there's a door open. But somebody walked into my room and was telling me that Pastor, I want to thank God for this church. I came into this church because I was looking for a husband. I was looking for my career to be transformed. That has been what has been motivating me. But when I got here, I discovered that God took me to another realm now. I'm not concerned with what brought me here now. I'm concerned in knowing God more. That's a testimony. 
when she was talking, she's listening to me and she didn't know I, I was touched. That now, I don't know what has happened to me. I don't know, but I've put that one aside now. I'm interested in knowing what God wants. That is when a church is impactful. But you see, all these breakthrough, all those things, those are just bits to bring you in. The real reason why God wants you in church is to have a relationship with him. The real reason why God wants you in church is to empower you. So when that person told me, I, I knew that this one, the testimony is going to be automatic. You know, when you find God, tell me what you will not find. Everything will come. When she said that, I said, you have gotten the secret. But a lot of people don't know. I know some people that are seated right now. They are praying, ah, God, do this for me. Do Immediately God does it. They will do their own will and look for scripture to support it. You know you are doing your will. You are walking against the will of God. But you look for scripture to support it. Until our church gets to that level that we have people gathered on Sunday. Not that where is the word of knowledge that we transfer. They are looking for more of God. There is no way you will not find God. That, there is no way when you find God that you will not find solution to your problem. That is why a lot of people have been entrapped by fake pastors, fake prophets that use prophecy to, to what? Manipulate one's life. But I want to prophesy into your life today. True to this sermon, you will encounter God in a new way in the name of Jesus. The scripture we read today, 1 King 18. It's, it was so long, I made sure we read everything to see what one man did with 450 prophets of bars. He said, oh yeah, call down fire. They were there. They could not call fire. He said, speak louder. Maybe your God cannot hear you. And when it was his own turn, he said, bring water. He created that altar. He said, pour water on it. So that you will not say, oh, maybe the stick had some current. He said, pour water. And the man of God stood there in the means of opposition. He called down fire. And fire came. Upon the sacrifice. What is the sacrifice in the New Testament? It's you. The Bible says we are living what? Sacrifice. So for you to be accepted by God, you must experience the touch of fire. Fire. It is the right of all children of God to be able to bring down fire. Tell me the demon that can enter your home when every time you are doing your night devotion, fire comes down. You know some people in their house, night devotion, it's time of quarrel. That's where quarrel starts. That's where daddy will be sleeping. And somebody will be, daddy, you are sleeping. You are so rude. Is that what your mother is teaching you? Then the mother will say, ah, I bind the spirit inside of you. Why is it that every time you want to pray, that's when you come, I bind... Before we know it, okay, let us pray. Lord, we come outside with the blood. And everybody. But how do you feel when children with parents gather together and with your praises, with your prayer, fire can come now? There is nothing that will not happen in that home. The home will be filled with joy. 
So if you are here and there is any family here, there is no means that you people come together to bring down fire. You are not a Christian. You know when you gather everybody together, let us bring down fire. It's something that should be happening in every home. That, that thing that was displayed by Elijah is possible. Some of us used to do that a long time ago. Before God settled us. But now you have been settled. I want to ask you a question. When last did you feel that fire? The fire I'm talking about. Some people have felt it before. Their life never remained the same. When I felt my own, I, told, I can tell you boldly, my life was transformed. I felt that fire. The first person I used it on was my mother. Say, mommy, come. Something is doing you. I'll place her. She will lay on the floor. But when it's time to eat, she will give me four meat. My siblings will be looking at me. Anything I ask, she finds it hard. You know, where I, I, I came from, you use a, a sing, plural form for someone that is elderly. Single for the person that is lower than you. So she found it hard to use that single for me because she started seeing me as a father in the Lord. Fire. When fire comes down. I'm telling you. When fire comes upon you like that, a lot of transformation takes place. Transformation. You are still dreaming that somebody is feeding you in the dream. You don't have fire. If you have fire, they will not come near you. You are still here. They are still pressing you down. You don't have that fire. When fire enters you, there is some attack that will cease. Let me say, why is it that I can't pray at home? You don't have fire. You are relying on corporate fire. That's why you are doing, you are doing, they are waiting for you. Okay, finish here. We'll meet you at home. I'm challenging any family here that you cannot bring down the power of God. You cannot bring down the fire of God. There's something that's stuck somewhere. When last you people start praising the Lord in the home and you felt the spirit of the Lord. I'm prophesying upon every home that has been caged. That prayer does not flow well. I'm using you as a point of contact. Every yoke of darkness upon such homes. Let that yoke be broken in the name of Jesus. And any demon assign into any home to cause division. When it's time to pray. I use you as a point of contact. I order such demons to be displaced by fire. In the name of Jesus. Another thing I want to tell you. Fire is an instrument in the hands of God. Let's quickly look at seven situations in the Bible when fire was released from heaven. Seven situations. Seven situations. Let's look at Psalm 97. Psalm 97. I read from verse 3. And David was giving an account here. He said, A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. I prophesy upon the life of somebody here. Every boasting enemy. Little shatter there. Every boasting enemy that has refused to let you go. 
Let fire from heaven burn them down. In the name of Jesus. Fire is being sent from heaven to burn the wicked. Amen. Number two. To lead his people. You see what fire does? To lead what? His people. You want to be led by God, you need fire. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. You want to be led by God. You need fire. Because let me tell you, if you don't have correct fire, the devil is a ma- has master's degree in what? <laughs> Disguise. It's fire that will make you know that it's not God that is speaking. It's the devil. It's fire that will make you know that. Exodus 13, verse 21. He said, and the Lord went before them by day in a what? Pillar of a cloud. To what? To lead them the way. And by night in a what? Pillar of fire. To give them what? Light. To go by day and night. Are you here? And you have been, you've sensed that you are in darkness. Everything is dark. Nothing to move forward. Nowhere to move forward. So people say, I want to move. But there is no movement. You need fire. When fire comes, there will be direction. I'm telling you. Some of us have been asking, when will I get direction? Some people will say, I want direction. I want my life to change. And you need fire. A lot of Christians don't have fire. They don't have fire at all. Just like one of my daughters called me last night and was calling me. Daddy, this is not a coincidence. I said, what? Say, I went out and I met a cat on my car. And the cat turned and flashed my eyes. I said, what did you do? Say, I ran back. I said, no, no. You need deliverance. Cat. You, you send fire immediately. You see, when you find yourself in deep darkness, there is nowhere, no direction. Some of us have been asking God for direction. What is lacking is this fire. We have a lot of people that have titan in the church, but they don't have fire. So people will say, ah, I am this, I am that, I am bishop, I have gone to this, this, I have done to that, I have that. But when you don't see fire, there is no follower. When there is no fire, there is no direction. So God sent fire to what? To lead his people. Number three. He sent fire to protect his people. Exodus 14 verse 19 to 20. He said that pillar protected them from the enemy. He separated them from what? The, from Israel, uh, from the Egyptians. That is, that, that is in Exodus 14 verse 19 to 20. To protect us. Number four. Situation when God sent, released fire down. is to purify his people. To purify people. Let's look at what the Bible says in Malachi. Malachi 3. Malachi 3. I read from verse 2. He said, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a what? Refiner's fire. And like a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as what? A refiner. And purifier of silver. And he shall purify.
purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in what? Righteousness. I hope you understand that. That fire comes to purify you. As a Christian, you need to be purified. You see, a lot of us are like raw gold. The reason why you can't shine is because you have fire has not been applied to you. Some of us, you know, inside there, something is telling you that you are precious. But nobody sees that. You need fire. When gold or silver passes through fire, what happens? Then the shining comes. I'm praying for anyone here that's supposed to be shining. But one way or the other, powers of this earth have stopped you. Receive fire to shine. In the name of Jesus. Receive fire to shine. In the name of Jesus. We need that fire to purify us. We need it. Some of us have been asking, when we hold this rubbish, get out of my life. You need fire. When fire enters your life, I'm telling you, there's some certain things that you can do. You'll be restrained from it. If you want fire, and you're in this auditorium, or anywhere connected to this program, can I hear you scream, Holy Ghost fire? Let's go! So another situation where fire is released from heaven is to empower his people. To empower what? His people. A lot of us need to be empowered. I'm not happy with the way the devil is slapping Christians. You understand? It's an insult that demons slap you anyhow. They do a lot of things to you. What do I mean by slap? Those things that they ordinarily should not happen to a child of God is happening to you. Those attacks that you ought to have what? To have put behind. It's happening. It's a slap on your face. You need to be empowered. Acts 1 verse 8. Immediately that fire came down. Those men were empowered. Peter that denied Jesus stood before 5,000 people and was talking about that same Jesus he denied. There are lots of people here you are supposed to be ministering. You are supposed to be evangelizing. You cannot evangelize if you don't have fire. You cannot. I'm telling you, you will run out. I remember one of our evangelists here went somewhere and was talking to a lady. And the lady said, no, I don't want to hear about Christ. I said, why? I'm a witch. A white lady. She said, I'm a witch. I don't want to hear about Christ. When you encounter such person, what do you do? Your tracks will fall. Somebody is, you know, you know, he's not hiding. He said, I don't want to hear. Say, why? He said, I'm a witch. So, what do you want? You need that fire. You need that fire. Not even only as even in church, you know that there are witches that can be in church. But they don't come near people with fire. So, when they are coming near you, that means that there is something in you that needs to be corrected. When fire comes upon you, they will respect you. That's why some people, you know. I, I, let me tell you my own experience. When I came in contact with fire, I discovered I go somewhere. Some people don't want to have eye contact with me. I will try as much as possible. Smile. They, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's fire. It's fire. Some people don't want to have contact with you. They say terrible things about you. 
People ask, what did this person do? They don't, they don't know. They don't, they don't even have a clue. It's that fire. Fire. You don't need to close your eyes before you know who is against you. Fire. They can't confront you with their own eyes. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you need fire. The next one. When God sent that fire to consume sacrifice, that's what we read in First Kings 18 today. Consume sacrifice. The sacrifice we have right now. Are you ready to bring cow? What sacrifice? Jesus has done decided. What sacrifice does He want from us? He wants you. So if you are a living sacrifice, then fire must come upon you. You must be on fire. Tell your neighbor again, neighbor. You must be on fire. How is your neighbor looking? Irritated? If your neighbor is irritated, change you. Go to the bathroom and change your... Look at your neighbor again in the eyes. Neighbor! You need fire! To consume sacrifice. And which sacrifice? I'm going to make an altar call today. Anybody that wants that fire, you come and offer yourself. And that fire will locate you. I want you to go home and people look at you and say, something has happened. You know, let me tell you what happens when that fire comes. There's this calmness about you. You move with, there is this level of confidence you move with. Because you have met the Lord. Number seven. To judge the enemy. That one, you can find that one in 2 Kings 1 verse 9. When they came to, to the man of God and he said, if I be a man of God, what, what? let fire fall. Fire fail. Fire fall. So I don't know who wants to bring you down. It's time to judge them with fire. It's time to judge them with fire. So today, we want to go into some session of fire. We need to take care of ourselves. I remember the story and how do you bring down the fire? How do you bring down that fire to your own situation? How do you bring it down? Number one, stand right with God. Stand right with what? With God. Have a good stand with God. Any bitterness. Some of us, when they say, forgive somebody, say, I will not forgive. I will. You are killing yourself. You are not killing the person. You are killing yourself. Have a right stand with God. Two, lay down the altar of God properly. Always be available for God. Available for God. Make time in your, in your dictionary, in your schedule. Make sure that there is time for God. A lot of us here, we are so busy that there is no time for God. I say, oh, this is America. No, no, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Make time for what? For God. The other time I was driving and I was in front of uh, a mosque here in America on a Friday. I saw people there. Friday is not public holiday. People were there in the mosque. Travel in the airport, you will see people still making time for their five-time prayers. But Christians, we have every way of dodging it, of making it feel 
Oh, God understands. He doesn't understand. Though. He doesn't understand. Your altar is not properly laid. Make time. Don't just do this Sunday, Sunday Christianity. Don't do this. Make time out. Make time out for service. Look for something you are doing for God. Make time. The third one is to present a right sacrifice. That's what I'm talking about. You must have something you are giving. Something that is, you, you create time for God. Create time. So people are waiting for somebody to begin to say, ah, you are late. Or you are late. Nobody, if you know the God you serve, you will not be late. And any position you hold, you will hold it very well. I'm always afraid not to be at my duty post. I'm telling you, I'm always afraid. Because you don't know when God will bring your reward. A lot of people, they have worked for so many years. The day of their reward, that's the day they relax. That's the day the devil tells them, the one you have been doing in the past, is there any result? And the last one, ask for fire. On Wednesday, I shared the story of the king that has four wives. And the king was so rich, so powerful. All the wives, they enjoyed, especially the last one, the fourth wife. He took care of the fourth wife more than any one of them. But all of a sudden, it was time for him to die. And the doctors told him, you are, you are dying. There is nothing. So he said, okay, to console myself, I know death is inevitable. Let me take somebody along. Somebody I loved. So he turned to the fourth wife. I said, madam, you know I love you. You are the one with class. You are the most recent ones. You are the one that knows what I want. Can we go? And die together? Can't you hear how that is sounding? And that one said, no. <laughs> that love doesn't get to that level. I, I don't love you to that level. Say, eh? Wait, tell me, I said, no. Say, immediately you die. I return back to my parents. I'm still young. I will like die with you. Say, ah, with all the love. So he moved to the third wife. Say, madam. After this person, you know you are the next Oyoyo. So that one looked and said, sorry. In fact, let me tell you the truth. Once you die, I'm going to marry another person. I'm planning. I just once you die like this, I will marry another person. Then he turned to the second one. He said, Okay, let me manage my second wife. And I would say, Ah, I can't die with you. But the only thing I promise you, we will give you a befitting barrier. And I will be there. I will cry. A befitting barrier. Then all of a sudden, the first wife that he did not take care of, that he aspired for so many years, answered and said, we started together. We end together. I will go with you. I will die with you. And he felt bad. He's supposed to be happy, but he felt bad. You know why? He felt like turning the clock back and giving this woman that is ready to die. Some of you are listening. It's not Nollywood, though. 
The way you are looking. It's still going to come pinch you. Yeah. He now felt that he should what? Turn the clock and pay more attention to this woman that he neglected. Taking care of the other three ones. Every one of us have these four wives. Number four, the, the fourth wife is your flesh. That's the person you take care of. Some of us as we had there's cream for the hair. There is another one for the, the there is you know, you know, there's some dark spots that come into in between. There's something you use to wipe that one. That's the one you used for spotless skin. You do all that every night. Spotless. Some people, before they go to party, they will first come out like masquerade of their village. <laughs> Pay time to take care. But you know what? The flesh will not follow you to heaven. If we go back, that's why he said he's going back to his parent. Where, where is the parent? The dust. So a lot of us leave time. Some people are what we have for the flesh, the Brazilian hair, the this, the that, nothing that we don't give that flesh. It's not going anywhere with you. And number two is our properties, our career, what we are possessed. A lot of us we get to heaven and you'll be shocked what they are doing with what you labored for. When others, we just grab it. Somebody was telling me somebody died Thursday. By Friday, members of the family has come to the office and they're looking, what's the paper looking like? What's the... They've started to grab what they don't... That's why the third wife said, another person will start using me. Some other person will take that to your car. Number two, the one that said, I will give you a befitting car, is your family. No matter how you love them, they are not going anywhere with you. And the first wife is your spirit. That's what needs this fire now. It needs fire. It needs fire. It doesn't need barbecue. It needs fire. It does not need buffet. It needs fire. It does not need Thai food. It needs fire. He does not need water burger. He needs fire. He's not asking for Chick-fil-A. He needs what? Fire. If you are ready for that fire, rise up on your feet. We don't have time, but the Lord promised me that that fire will come down. You have had when he brings down fire. To lead. How many of us need guidance? We need that fire. To protect. How many of us need that protection? Some of us need to be purified. Some of us need to be empowered. Some of us need to go back home and call fire upon all our enemies. I don't like the situation where you are shouting, but fire is not coming from your mouth. But before we go, I want you to close your eyes and talk to God. God, any sin in my life, anything that will not allow me to carry this fire that pastor is talking about, have mercy upon me. Forgive me.
And if you are here, you want to give your life to Christ, just raise up your right hand and say, Pastor, I need to surrender. I want to be in the right standing with the Lord. Just raise up your right hand and say, God, I'm ready. And repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender unto you. Have your way, O Lord. Do that which you will can do. Come into my life as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed today's edition of Fire Nuggets with Pastor David. If you would like to get connected with us, please visit mfmdallastexas.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Peace and blessings to you in Jesus' name.